I am the greatest podcaster in America, and since I'm so great, I have to recognize other greats. So let me tell you about a 1999 anime called GTO, or Great Teacher Onizuka. So what's the plot of GTO, or Great Teacher Onizuka? Eikichi Onizuka is a 24-year-old bachelor who wants to be a teacher so that he can fulfill his dream of being an old man with a young bride. You know, he's 40 years old and he has a 16-year-old bride. And after completing training at a high school, he decides, you know what, this isn't for me. I'm not going to try and court these young women. I'm going to try to help these students with their problems the way that I wish my teachers had helped me with mine. And as a result, he ends up, after a few funny things happen that I actually am not going to spoil, things that he could control, some things that he couldn't control, things happen and he ends up in this really nice private school but he ends up taking on this problem class called Class 3-4. And the thing about this class is that they have driven teachers to insanity. And if I'm remembering correctly, drove one to death. So yeah, not the best class in the school. And these dudes are middle schoolers at that. So he definitely has his work cut out for him. But what they don't know is that they're about to deal with the greatest teacher in Japan, that being Eikichi Onizuka. So the reason that I like GTO so much, GTO is a really deep and heartfelt show at its core, even though it's definitely a comedy before anything else. I mean, Onizuka... He finds himself in these really weird situations, and he's such a weird guy. I mean, he's very sincere, but he's also dumb as shit and an asshole. But it always works out for him in the end, and he's really funny. I mean, he's where a majority of the comedy in this show comes from. I mean, him and Slapstick... And mainly the expressions that come across his face so often, those are peak comedy, in my opinion. I think that one of the funniest examples is he's trying to teach some of his students a lesson. This is before everyone was on the Onizuka train. He's slowly but surely gaining the confidence of all of his students. There's this one episode where he's dealing with this one kid, Mirai, and his buddies, and they're fucking with him, like, real heavy, and he gets bowling balls attached to his hands because Mirai does not like the fact that Onizuka and his mom are getting close because he has a huge mother complex, even though he will not admit it, which, I mean, if you have one, why would you? And he gets these bowling balls glued to his fingers, and Mariah and his friends, they end up causing trouble for this local gang. And Onizuka comes in, and he doesn't say that he's Onizuka, he says, I'm Doraemon, which 
if you don't know Doraemon, Doraemon is this old series from, I think, the 80s, maybe, 90s. It's not like Pokemon. It's just this really cute cat thing, and it's super goofy. It's really cute, though. It's it's definitely worth checking out. But he goes from, I'm Doraemon, because they joked about him being Doraemon, and he fully took on the Doraemon persona while also acting as the ringleader for this gang. He's like, okay, I see you guys are messing with these kids and they're like oh what are you gonna do about it and he's like i want a piece of the action so he goes from that and then when it's time to go into savior mode he goes from being doraemon to being kenshiro from fist of the north star to save his students so there's physical comedy like i said and Really, everything that made me laugh about the show other than the situations are the expressions that Onizuka takes, which, I mean, of course the show is called GTO, but it really does focus on the students and what's going on in their heads, which is really where the drama aspect comes in, because Onizuka, like I said, he's really, he is dumb. And he is an asshole, but he's a really, really good guy. He saved one kid from committing suicide twice. He helps this one girl kind of get over her obsession with tormenting teachers and finding meaning in life. He, he does this really neat thing with this group of boys who are trying to get him driven out of school when he first gets in and they're using photoshop to make it look like he's in these very peculiar sexual situations and he busts them and he tells the ringleader of those dudes he's like hey i don't want revenge i just want you to uh <clears throat> i want you to put this one teacher's head on the body of this pinup girl, and I want you to give it to me. I will pay you 3,000 yen. Okay, that not enough? I'll get you some meal vouchers for the cafeteria. Still not enough? Ah, oh, you're really pulling my leg, even though the kid hadn't said anything. And that's just, that's just Onizuka. Onizuka is all about helping people with their problems. He wants the kids to have a better future and he wants not just to teach them about general education stuff which really he has little to no idea about he just wants to be there for his students and he wants there to be this great connection and to have them learn very sincere life lessons so that they don't stay in this fucked up kid world forever where they can't grow and they're just stuck to the shackles of their emotional turmoil onizuka has the power to save people there's this special that recently came out from bo burnham called inside and in it he talks about 
saving the world with comedy, which I'm kind of taking the song out of context. But if you think about having somebody, anyone, save the world with comedy, it would be Onizuka because he he's just great. I think that he he does a great job. Onizuka, I mean, not Bo Burnham. Onizuka, by teaching his students about life and trust, teaching them about love and teaching them about fun, I think that's super important. And I mean, I love this show, but really the reason that I wanted to talk about it, this is kind of me preaching a bit. So I do hope that you'll stick with me on this. So this is this is what I have to say. These kids that Onizuka is brought in to instruct, they have been burned by several adults in their lives. And they have been subject to bullying. They have problems at home. They have things that they just cannot cope with. And like how Onizuka wants there to be someone for them like he wishes there was someone there for him because Onizuka grew up with his teachers telling him he wasn't going to be worth anything he he's you're you're worthless Eikichi you can't do anything and then he ended up joining a biker gang and he was he was the head dude in charge for a minute until he said you know what I'm gonna go to college and I'm gonna do something with my life the thing about what Onizuka does to these, honestly, I, I will not, I am not above calling these kids fucking extremists and terrorists, but they're, they're really not that bad, but they, they actually are. <laughs> um, Onizuka, he, he saves lives. He's the teacher that I wish that I had growing up. He's the teacher that I thought I would be if I had gone down the teacher's route. I think that it's really important to have these, these bonds with adults, whether you have good parents in your life or not. Maybe you have older brothers or sisters and they kind of teach you everything that you need to know about life or some things. I think that having those teachers who really care, whether they're above, you know, smacking you on the back and saying, oh, what's up, fucker? Or, you know, pulling your ear. But let me get off my soapbox and talk about the OP and the ED. So... There are two OPs for GTO, and the first one is Driver's High by, I always get this name wrong, please forgive me, Lark De Ciel, who they did the, I believe the first or second OP for the original 2003 Full Metal Alchemist anime adaptation, which is my personal favorite of the two just saying but drivers high 
has this energy to it that really helps you get adjusted to Onizuka. Onizuka, as you know, he has this, again, this asshole-ish, funny, zany personality. He is not above anything to relate to the students. And he's a wild card. He's, honestly, he's a fucking nut. And having that, this entire show, this entire show is a fun and deeply affecting experience. And you get that not just with the song, but everything that goes along with it. I mean, you really do see Onizuka bear it all at the beginning of the OP, which all takes place in a room. And whether it be the beginning where he's flushing a toilet and walking out naked while smoking a cigarette, or towards the end where he's painting targets on himself and he's shooting a gun into a mirror, you really do get a sense for the cool Onizuka, because Onizuka is cool as shit. You get the wild Onizuka and you get the introspective Onizuka that you honestly don't think that you will receive, but it's there. Like, he's dumb, but he's really smart. And the first OP really does capture everything about Onizuka very well, and also the animation is top tier, especially for 1999. It's all in black and white, and it's, it's dope. The second OP... And, which is the final OP, is sung by Porno Graffiti, who actually did the first OP for the Full Metal Alchemist 2003 anime adaptation. They did, I believe, Melissa for that song. I mean, for that show. Yeah. And they did a song called Lonely Night for Onizuka. I think that it's just pure full throttle. I think that in this one, Onizuka is, he's on, he, he's loose, and by this point, the narrative, the stakes are rising, and there's a more consecutive narrative being told. Of course, everything is going on over the course of a year, the course of the year that he's teaching his students, but the fairy tale that's going on in Onizuka's dreams in this second OP, it, it has this energy that's carried throughout the show as you see him solve more problems and get in these more complex situations. Also, there's just this scene where it's maybe two or three seconds long and he's on... A motorcycle and he's riding and it's just this it's just this shot of him riding on this motorcycle full speed and it is one of the coolest things i have ever seen and i'm pretty sure that is when it started going into the 2000 year so it started in 1999 and it ended in 2000 and that's where you can kind of see it go forward in terms of animation, I am hesitant to say it looks better than the first OP. They both just have these really excellent charms to them. And then, of course, the final episode, of course, has the 
original, the second OP, so it has Lonely Night, but at the end it has this kind of callback reprise to Driver's High, and it's awesome. So the and the animation again for both of them were fantastic. The EDs were underwhelming, but they're not worth skipping. So honestly, I can only really remember one song, but all three songs were really good. And I finished GTO maybe four or five days ago, and they're still in my head. So I will say again, they're underwhelming. But they're definitely, there's no reason to skip the end of each episode. And now to talk about <clears throat> the animation. The animation for GTO is not great. I mean, this show came out in 1999 and it finished in 2000. And it was done by Studio Pierrot. Pierrot, I never knew how to pronounce that, but they're the studio who did Yu Yu Hakusho, which came out in, I believe, 94. And the thing is, Yu Yu Hakusho looks way better than GTO. And I don't know if that's just an aesthetic choice, but it's really the only thing that stops this show from being a 10 for me. And really, one funny thing about it, the mouths don't always move when they talk or if they do it's ever so slightly so it just looks like you're staring at people looking at each other and you think to yourself okay i know this person's talking or i know that person's talking but i i'm not seeing them talk and for an animation that's just really jarring i think that the work that went into Onizuka's facial expressions alongside the OPs, that might have blown the entire animation budget. But maybe I'm giving too much flack to a show that came out in 99. But really, if you listen to any of my other episodes, you know that I think that animation from the 90s was fantastic. I think that they do a lot of great things. Do They did. A lot of great things and things could be fluid they could be very beautiful while still carrying that aesthetic of being older to us which of course back then that was just the norm honestly some 90s shows look better than 2000s 2010s and 2020s shows but that's neither here nor there gto just doesn't look great but the content makes up for it there is one thing that I do want to point out. There's this one track that plays in almost every episode, whenever things go really well, whenever the situation works out in the end for Onizuka and all of his students. And it, it plays in like it plays in almost every episode, but I never got tired of it. It's just this triumphant little jazzy tune. And it always fit the situation perfectly. So I was always happy to hear that. Not only did it let me know, okay, we got the best possible outcome. It just made me happy. And I thought it sounded really good. And I would just jam a little bit while I listened to it. While, of course, keeping my eyes on the screen. Because 
you don't want to miss a second of GTO, that animation or not. So, um, do I recommend GTO? Yes. It's a near-perfect show, and it's 43 episodes long. And the first episode is kind of long. It's 40-something minutes versus the average 20-something that the rest of the episodes are. But it's it's really good, and I've never felt so upset about a show ending as I did with GTO, partially because it was kind of abrupt, which is another issue that I had with it, but it wasn't so bad that it it wasn't the reason that I was upset about the show ending. It was just, oh, I just want more GTO. It's not this ending sucked. But honestly, I feel... Like, I'm a better person for having seen GTO. And honestly, all it did was make me have high hopes for future teachers. And I think that a lot, if not every, university should show GTO to their prospective students so that they know, okay, this is not just a teacher. This is a great teacher. This is who you should all strive to be, a great teacher like Onizuka. So, thank you so much for listening. GTO is available subbed and dubbed on Crunchyroll and Retro Crush, and it is dubbed on Prime Video for everyone listening in the U.S. As you all know, I love Crunchyroll, love Retro Crush, love Prime Video. They've all got the banger titles, so definitely get any type of <laughs> subscription that you can if you can afford it. If not, I'm pretty sure Crunchyroll and Retro Crush, they have free options. You just have to deal with ads. And honestly, those two I would recommend before Prime, which I know you have to pay for. So take that as you will, but you can watch all of GTO for free on Crunchyroll and Retro Crush. So you just have to deal with ads. But if you have the time, definitely check it out. I am not crazy about dubbed anime, and I watched a few dub clips for GTO, and they weren't terrible. They got Steve Bloom to play Onizuka, which if you listen to his Japanese voice and you say, all right, this is kind of weird but it's not terrible but i would definitely say go sub if you can so retro crush and crunch are all the way to go that's all i got thanks again for listening peace